Hey, y'all, welcome back to Mommyhood to Menopause, episode 12, if you can believe it. And Loren, I wanted to start today off with um, a little conversation about you, actually, and your takeover at Cultural Care, which is the service that provides your all pair. Yes. So I saw that you did the takeover over the weekend. Lots of fun stuff. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, it was great. This was my first takeover for Instagram. So I, I think we were all like a little nervous and we didn't know what to expect. So we kind of overly prepared, but it was really, really good. We just set out like what we wanted to talk about for the week. And then we broke it down into days. So like our first day we talked about finding the, well, we talked about ourselves the first day, like just get to know the family. And then the second day, like how to find the right family and how to find the right all pair, because it wasn't just my takeover. It was like our whole households. So my husband got involved, our son got involved, Elena, our all pair got involved and then my side too. So you kind of got this whole round feel of what it's like to have an all pair from both sides, which is nice because they don't typically do host family takeovers. It's typically just from the au pair side. See, I loved it. I watched a good bit of your stories. I may have missed a few, but I felt like it covered, it really covered what it's really like to have an all pair. And from her perspective as well, you mm-hmm. know, um, what she can expect, what's what's extra. Um, and also I felt like you you guys made it seem like she's really family. And I think if I were 25 and thinking about going in that direction or, you know, a host family who's just considering hosting up front, I think it really gave some insight to what it's really like to have this person in your life and what they can expect. And then the benefits. I mean, it, it really was very heartwarming. I mean, I, I thought Thank it looked you. very, you know, it, it looked very, um, can, you all look very connected. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I like to think that we are, you know, and we talked a lot about like honesty through the process and, you know, we really do function as a whole family and that's not to say that it's always perfect or easy. And there's times where, you know, we have to work things out as a family. Like Elena this week told me that she's like ready to start traveling. And I'm like, well, yeah, see, we're going to have a newborn <laughs> and right, that yeah. newborn can't get sick for six weeks. So like we had to like kind of work that out. And we, you know, we came to the conclusion as a family that everybody needed to get out and do something. We're all getting a little stir crazy at this point. So we are actually going up to our family's lake house on Smith Mountain Lake this weekend just so everybody can like kind of get out and do something. But it's it's little issues like that that, you know, if you're not communicating, they could fester. And then that's where problems start and people want to go into rematch or get, you know, the agency involved. And the LCC is a great – it's a local child care consultant mm-hmm. that you can have come in and like – kind of help mediate those situations. We have been lucky enough where we haven't had to use that person yet, even though we do have a good relationship with them. But yeah, we just try to work things out as a family when things like that come up. I think too, I really enjoyed seeing the honesty. You know, you and I have often talked about, well, when we first started doing this podcast, one of the first conversations I had with you was, you know, what this 25 year old's living in your house, like, you know, very uncomfortable. Money is always an uncomfortable subject, I feel like. And you guys were very upfront about, hey, when we go on vacation, you pay for this, Mm -hmm. we pay for that. I, I think you cut a lot of 
problems out of your life before they start when you're on, you know, on the table like that. And I think that's great advice to give to a new family or somebody who's just going into that in that direction. Yeah. And we took a lot of questions too from both sides. And the thing is, is that it's just something that you have to have that conversation over because it's not required that a family takes their all pair on vacation. We, you know, cash is young enough at this point where we enjoy taking Elena because a, we again, get to function as a family and B it's nice for Dallas and I to have some alone time on vacation where cash can't really sit at a restaurant yet. So we would right. schedule Elena at dinner time so that Dallas and I could go to a nice dinner and enjoy ourselves and, and not have to worry about that. But some families, you know, can't financially do that. And some families decide that, well, our kid's 13, so we don't really need somebody to watch them in the pool. Like we'll, we'll be there. They can swim, you know, so they may opt not to spend the extra money to take their au pair. And it's just a conversation you have to, you know, you have to have. Now, do you have these conversations before you, you know, you're matched up as far as like, okay, you're definitely coming our way. This is what you can expect. Or is this something that you guys talk about along the way? When we were going through the match process, Dallas and I were pretty upfront about like, we, right now we have a nanny, we take her on vacation a lot. So, you know, would you be willing to travel with our family? We would obviously take care of your flights if you're working and, you know, your food and your board when you're off. Like if you want to take an excursion from Fort Lauderdale to Miami, that would be on your, your dollar. But we were pretty, pretty good to have those all up front. I think that might be the key. You know, um, you have such a great, I mean, you just you, your whole family, yes, but you personally have such a great relationship with her. And I feel like a lot of that is due to the fact that you're just so open and so many things have been, you know, kind of hammered out up front. Mm -hmm. So expectations are met and it's, it makes for a much easier relationship. I'm the big communicator in our house. Sometimes I think my husband thinks I over communicate and I'm a little (laughs) naggy, but I, you know, I would just rather have it up front and, and have the conversation than get into a position where it's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How um, unmet expectations. I think that is, probably, I would say 75% the situation in any relationship, you Mm -hmm. know, when you have that unmet expectation, that's where the the bumpy road starts. So I think it's better to over communicate, you know, I, it's really interesting. I communicate well, but I assume a lot. I assume you get this, or I assume you get that. So I've got to do a better job. You got to help me with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think all in all, the takeover went really well. We ended up doing two lives and then telling, you know, if we didn't answer your question or we didn't get to it, you can always email us or send us a DM, you know, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. But a lot of them just came down to like, how do we find the right family? Again, it's about honesty and it's not just about honesty with the family that you're looking into, it's honesty with yourself. Like Elena thought that she could handle, you know, five kids. So on her application, she was going to put, you know, up to five children. And her mom like kind of talked her out of it. And she's like, yeah, you're a teacher, but are you going to want to handle five children day to day at home, like all the time? And it was one of those things where she was like, wait, Hmm, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't want five kids. So she lowered that number. And the, that's what I think like really works out is when you're honest. 
Like if you're not a swimmer, don't put on your application that you love to swim. And then I get you here and I'm like, you're going to take cash to swim lessons. And you're like, oh shit, well, I, I can't swim, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, true. Don't, don't sell what you aren't, don't sell what you're not packing. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting too, you know, the, now on the application. Okay. So as far as personalities, you guys, I feel like you guys just mesh so well. Mm-hmm. So do they have an outline or do they send video? How does that work? So I actually would have never found Elena as our au pair on my own because I was only looking at au pairs that had videos. And it's just an option that they can put up to, you know, show a little bit more personality. But when I was looking, I wanted to see somebody's personality before I connected with them. Yeah. So, you know, if you were fun, if you were a little bit more serious, you probably wouldn't fit into our household as much because we we like to joke a lot. We like to laugh. We poke fun at each other. You know, it's it's a very light household. And um, I wanted to make sure people could keep up with that. So Elena did not have a video, but there's a test that house families and um, all pairs both take. And then there's the agency looks at those tests and recommends certain au pairs and host families for you. Elena was the first one that they recommended to us. And when we spoke, we just kind of fell in love with each other. Yeah. But we didn't match right away. We still probably did five more video calls before we decided that this was our au pair. Wow. So it's, and how long, like, what's the span of time? Like, how long do you have to to choose once you say, okay, I think I like you? Or are other people also, I guess they're checking her out as well. Mm -hmm. So So do you feel the pressure to, you know, snap somebody, grab somebody (laughs) up before, you know? A little bit, but we didn't, like, we didn't jump right to it. But yes, so we had tried to connect with a couple of pairs before we even met Elena. And they just had matched with people before we got to them. So we got denied. And that's what I was saying a lot on the live too. It's like, if you don't match with somebody that you thought you were going to match with, it's for a reason. So don't feel like discouraged as a host family or an au pair because the other side told you no. It just wasn't a good match then. And you would rather know that now than have never met this person, invite them into your home, and you have all these issues from go. Right. Have you heard horror stories? I mean, do, uh, do all pairs, do they know each other or do, like, are they connected in any way? Do they have? Yeah, they have a really good like local group here and it's all over. The LCCs, which are your local child care consultants, they're kind of like a troop leader, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. they they get all the all pairs together and they you know, do these like team bonding activities, team building activities, and then they have that network. So, you know, if they want to go out with other au pairs, then they, they can make friends and it's kind of an easier transition. Now I do like what Elena says because she doesn't rely solely on that group of friends because she's here for an American experience. And she's like, it's great. And it's so nice to have a group of, you know, Italian au pairs or French au pairs or just au pairs in general to do like play dates with and that kind of stuff. But she's like, I want the the real American experience. I want to make American friends too. And I want to challenge myself to work on my English. And I just wish everybody was that forward thinking. Because if you come here and you're only friends with au pairs from your country, 
you're really not getting the full American experience. That's incredible. I mean, that's a great outlook on her part. Does she does she um, have a lot of American friends? I mean, is she she seems like this really, I don't know, very warm and just spunky personality. So I'm sure she makes friends easily. She but does. This, is the conversation difficult? Is her English good enough that she feels like she can really converse with them? Yeah. And, you know, when she first got here, like, she thought her English was terrible. And I I could understand her just fine. Dallas had a little trouble at first. But as her English got better and better, now I feel like she speaks better English than some Americans. <laughs> um, and, you know, she, she's always like, you have to, you have to correct me when I'm saying something wrong. And I'm like, it's little things that you do. Like you say four instead of two, or I'm trying to think, you know, maybe tenses are like past tense. Yeah. You know, right. Pre- and, uh, but other than that, man, she is, she's, she's doing so well. Oh, I'm so glad. It looked like a lot of fun. It also looked like a lot of work. I mean, you guys were work. on a lot. Yeah, I was I was like, what? Because I mean, you know, as a blogger, we do stories just kind of off the hip sometime and it, it's not too bad. But other times you're doing a series and it's like, wow, this is it's a lot of work. So you had up a lot. And I thought it, I thought you did a great job. Thanks. I, I, I it, honestly, I think my family hung in there with me pretty good, too. <laughs> like Elena, they did. Elena yes. just did a takeover for uh, Cultural Care Italy, which is, you know, they have the the smaller agencies in each country so that they can recruit all pairs and that kind of thing. So we kind of had an idea of what we were getting into, but I don't think Dallas like really knew. And, you know, cash is just along for the ride. Right. Yeah, of course. Okay. So that was a lot. Um, let me skip over to really quickly. And how are you feeling? Cause you're, we're moving along in this whole baby process. Yeah. We're four and weeks away. I, I know. And I saw where you put up your nursery and got really, really good start. It looks so cute. Thank you. So tell me how you're feeling about that. Are you are you getting all the feels from that? Or are you? Yeah. I mean, I feel great now. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. probably three episodes ago, I was melting down over it because I didn't think it was going to get done. But it all seemed to come together within like days. Like really it within looks days. Cute. It's really cute. I like it. And, you know, I'll be honest. We were talking in our last episode about it has more of a modern feel. I think it blends a lot better with the rest of your home than you thought it was going to. I think so, too. I think the colors really help. We do have a little bit of a modern chandelier in there. Yeah. But everything else in the room kind of like meshes and balances it out. It certainly softened it up. Yeah. It doesn't have that hard steel modern look that I think you were kind of thinking it might have. It it turned out really good. And so you're feeling good. Everything's going well. Baby's coming on time and you're ready to roll. What does that look like now? Like as far as, you know, we've talked about having a baby during COVID. Has anything changed in that direction? Are they loosening up on any of that? So I'm not sure yet. I have a doctor's appointment on Monday and Dallas, the only thing I know is that I I'm the only one who can go. Like Dallas can't go with me to my doctor's appointments anymore and I have right. to wear a mask. So I guess I'll get more information at that point. But I'm at the point in pregnancy where I'm like, okay, baby's cooked. Like we would be fine if baby came at any point at at this moment. So I think I'm going to go in there on Monday and be like, all right, let's move this shit along. <laughs> Strip my <laughs> membranes. Like, let's get this thing bone rolling. Let's roll. Yeah. So do you, um, how about like how you feel as far as bringing the baby home and, and just life 
you know, I'm, I'm sure you won't, obviously you personally won't be going out mm-hmm. for quite some time and you have how many weeks? So you guys are still doing your show from home. We are. Okay. Is that going to continue? You feel like that's going to, is that you have, do you have actual baby leave and then, you know, so I don't have paid maternity leave, but I do under FMLA uh, get 12 weeks of time off. So I think what I'm going to end up doing is taking six of those weeks fully off. And then for the last six, I'll probably come back and work from my home office again, just like I'm doing now. And then once my full 12 weeks are up, then I'll be back in the studio if all of this COVID nonsense is, is gone. Are they talking at all about going back to the studio? Yeah. I mean, everybody else is in the studio, which is, it's nice, but we, our studio is not big enough to have three people in without socially distancing properly. So right now with two people, they can sit six feet apart, but with three, it would be difficult. So it's And that kind of works out for you because you're pregnant anyway. So it's like, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, what's going on well, with you? Did you venture out into the yes. great unknown of TJ Maxx when they opened? I did. Well, here's the deal. So um, for those of you that don't know, we're in Charlotte proper, but we're like really close to the South Carolina line. So when they opened South Carolina, right before they opened North Carolina, my daughter and I did venture over the line. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's like, what, 15 minutes from our home. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to tell you, it it was exhilarating (laughs) just to be, (laughs) I mean, as pathetic as that sounds. I, of course, masked up and um, I put on like, you know, we had already, we sort of prepared before we left home to leave our shoes, you know, on the porch. And, you know, I wore a light jacket over so that I could take the jacket off mm-hmm. as I walked up. So really prepared. Um, had my mask, of course. I did not wear gloves because I'm hearing more and more that that might be more of a hazard. Mm-hmm. So didn't wear gloves. Of course, I had hand sanitizer in every direction. And I took just my debit card in because, you know, that's another thing. The more items that you touch and that you carry, mm-hmm. you know, the more items you have to clean. So I just took my debit card. And I had my phone in my jacket pocket, but didn't take it out because I've already jacked up my phone with sanitizer. Let me just say, okay? <laughs> like, I can't take a good picture now on my phone oh, because I have, I know. A little get a new too phone. much liquid. Girl, I'm just so paranoid about That's the one thing. I mean, phones are nasty, filthy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have a phone um, cleaner, like a cleaner for your phone uses UV rays, which is awesome. That's convenient. But, you know, it is. It's great. But, you know, you're not, it's not with you. So you need your phone cleaned immediately. Because um, I'm. if you're like me, you're on your phone a lot. So anyway, you know, put that in my pocket just to be sure, just to have it. And we ventured through. And it was, um, they did a really good job. Like, you know, it was obviously a limited uh, amount of people. I think there were 20 people in the whole store, including employees when I was there. So I felt really good about that. Um, I went in. Really? They not, uh, was it only where, like, did people have to wait outside or people just no. didn't show up? Well, you know, this was like weeks ago. And this was, you know, 30 minutes before their closing. So I kind of timed it so that I wasn't going in right after people maybe got off work or, you know, early in the morning when mom pops out and wants to go run an errand or whatever. Right. I tried to, or lunchtime. 
Um, so we, I said, you know, we'll go in 30 minutes before they close because they're wrapping up. And it was actually on a night that we were having storms here in Charlotte. So the sky looked a little bit, you know, uh, so I think a lot of people weren't out. Smart. They could have, I, yeah, I think they could have a capacity of like, um, I want to say 60 or 80. I can't remember. Um, but there were, there was nobody there. I thought for so sure I, there would be a line around the block. Well, you know, it's crazy. I thought that, I think, I think it was just my timing, which I plan to do from here on out because I went by Blakeney two days ago and Blakeney is a shopping center for those of you that aren't local. And it's a shopping center right near our homes. And it was insane. I mean, home goods, it, nothing, it, it looked like nothing was going on. Like life was normal. And so Obviously, these are not just people going out to get some essentials or whatever. I mean, they were shopping till they dropped. I mean, it was it was insane. Uh, most people had on masks. They did. Everyone had on a mask when I was in the South Carolina store. So I felt I mean, I felt really good about it. I, I felt and I bought a oh, you know, you can do a lot of damage in 30 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really oh, I mean, honestly, I, I went a little overboard, but um, I only, and I left my, actually left my bags in my trunk for three days. Oh, just that's a so good that idea. I, I was going to ask yeah. if you like, felt like you had to wipe everything down once you got at home. Well, I do, you know, I, I mean, grocery shopping is such a pain to me mainly because when you get home, I'm wiping everything down. Right. And so, and I wasn't doing that at first, so I don't know if it really makes a difference, you know, but anyway, but you know, I, I just left everything in the car for three days. And then when I brought it in, the clothes, which it was mostly clothes and jewelry, <laughs> surprise. I put those in the dryer just to kind of, I don't know, I thought maybe it would kill something like to heat it up. <laughs> you know, I just felt right, you know. Anyway, and so did that because I have a sanitize um, mode on my dryer. So I put those in there, wiped every, I did wipe my jewelry down a little bit and I felt like, you know, okay, everything's fine. It's interesting, though, when you get there, you're excited, you know, you're like, yes, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Because I'm really, I don't, I'm not a shopper that only shops whenever they need something. I loved, I just love to go look. Me like it too. Just, yeah, it just makes me happy. You get in there and you're like, you know, I didn't realize that I needed a painting for my <laughs> laundry room, but maybe I do. <laughs> but maybe this is something that must go, or, you know, for me, I've, I mean, you know, as a fashion blogger, you've got to keep updating. And yeah. so, um, I, I, at least I say that. That's I tell my kids that's my excuse for hoarding. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I mean, I needed some some earrings and some accessories and that kind of thing. So I went out and, you know, I had a mission in mind. But also, it's just what I love. So, but I felt really, it's interesting that you you drive up and you're excited, you know. And once you get in the door... They had arrows on the floor that nobody, not a soul, no one was paying any attention yeah, to that. Yeah, that's the scary part, but. It, it, well, and I mean, and there were, I mean, with even with that few people in the store, there were plenty of times when I was closer than six feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would back up and move. You know how when you're in an aisle and people will say, oh, excuse me, and they go around you? Yep. Well, sister, that's not six feet. They didn't say, <laughs> you know. They didn't say a foot away for two minutes. They said, you know, right. so it, it was, I can, I can see where it's going to be a real issue, especially, you know, again, I was just at some local, I wasn't inside the store. I'd gone to the bank and when I was driving, I thought, you know, I'm just going to do a little lap around this whole parking lot and see what's going on. And it was exhilarating just to 
to know that people were out. It made me so happy. But at the same time, I noticed there were too many people. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just, it was too much. But it was a good feeling, I must I must say. You just time it right. That's what, that. my advice is timing is everything, you know. And I think if you time it right and, and obviously don't go on the weekends because that's a zoo. But it was, it was awesome. I mean, I, I, that is pathetic to say that you went into TJ Maxx and it was awesome. <laughs> the highlight of your life. <laughs> it was the highlight of my last three months. It was great. It really was great. I loved it. I, I was super, super stoked. And, you know, I think the malls open, what, in a week? I think they open in a week. Yeah, they open the 18th. I think they're open now. No they're, way. Yeah, they're not at full capacity yet, but there, there are definitely places in the mall that are open. Concord, I believe, is open. South Park is open. I um, didn't know South Park was open. Yeah. I know. Oh, you're right. You're right because I did. I got a. I got a text yesterday from Dillard's, and they are open. That's right. I mean, otherwise, unless it's necessity, I, you know, I'm going to go to the lake this weekend and sit on the dock and eat watermelon. <laughs> Girl, that sounds like a okay. Well, I mean, you know, and you gotta, you gotta think. We're both of us actually are at a challenging place to mm-hmm. have to, you know, be out among people who could contaminate us. Um, me and chemo, and you pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're is what we're in week one still of our phase in. Mm-hmm. I talked to somebody who is in Dallas, and I think they're in week three. I'm not positive, but I think in. Um, I think their numbers are going up a little bit. I think it's inevitable. We're definitely going to see numbers. But I will say, so Dallas is one of his best friends, is a molecular scientist. And he, I think he lives in Texas. But he said that the majority of cases, like 80% of cases, are coming from shared workspaces and restaurants. And that only like 4% of cases were coming from like shopping malls and open-aired facilities. I can, I mean, that makes sense, you know, just logically that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, I think it does change your shopping experience. I'm a toucher. Like I like to touch the fabric. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to touch it. So I had to really be careful with that. Um, And, and literally I have like, I have bad eczema and I've got eczema on my hands from just I guess just washing them and mm-hmm. sanitizing over and over again. But I think it's going to change our experiences. It, it's interesting. It's great to go out. But what I was going to say before is the the feeling that I had going in and the feeling I had coming back to my car were very two very different experiences because I was super excited and you know, just happy to be there. But when I got back to the car, I sat down and of course I'm sanitizing my debit card and I'm sanitizing. I mean, it's a miracle that thing works because <laughs> I just, you know, slathered that thing um, in, in sanitizer. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm wiping down my hands and taking off my jacket and all the things. And it's, it's a little bit, I don't want to say it's regret maybe, but it, I did feel like, Oh, is that worth it? You know, if you go home and you, and you, start doing a dry cough, you know, in four days or something. So I don't know. I'm going to, it's going to have to be worth it to me. You know, it, I was a little bit, I felt a little bit of regret. I will say just maybe, maybe a touch. (laughs) I'm still going to be an Amazon queen. Make no mistake. Like we needed cotton balls. And I was like, I'm not even going to CVS to get cotton balls. I will just order them on Amazon and let them come to me. 
It's so, you know, I think, do you feel like this is changing? Okay, so I'm 53 and I've online shopped some, but I'm very much a boutique mall shop. I love to shop. Mm -hmm. So this is changing my perspective about shopping. Um, I think, you know, and I'm wondering if people of my age and even people who just enjoy being out, you know, are learning that, gosh, you know, I can do, I can do these 10 things while I would have been shopping. Mm -hmm. I still get my stuff. It's delivered to the door. It's really changed my shopping experience as far as Overall, like I think if this pandemic ended tomorrow, I would still go out. Obviously, I would still like to shop. Mm -hmm. But overall, I think my shopping, the mindset that I have about purchases has completely changed. I'm just really busy in like day-to-day life. Like I stay so busy that sometimes I just don't have time to go and do the shopping that I want to do. So for me, if I can order it online, but I know I can return it locally if it doesn't work out for me, I will buy it in a heartbeat online over going out to the store and grabbing it. I've been really surprised at I mean, I guess after 53 years, you know your body and you know what you like. And, you know, so for me to purchase items like I've even purchased shoes. And I mean, it's just it's just been really interesting to me how everything that I've ordered, I've liked. It's all fit. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of been a good experience overall for me. So I've grown through this and that, you know, I may be up to date. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe am turning around technology and, and you know, I'm up to date at 54 years Look old. At you. But I'm proud of you, Barb. <laughs> no, thanks. Growth, girl. It's all about the growth. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting as we move toward, you know, restaurants opening. And that that's going to happen when here. Like it's in what? Is it two more weeks? Yeah. Uh, you know what? South Carolina, like we're so close and salons are opening, I think on Friday or Monday of yeah. like, this coming week. So I like, I feel bad doing this, but I'm set, I'm shipping Dallas, my husband to South Carolina to get a haircut ASAP. <laughs> like he will have to come in and like sanitize the hell out of himself and take a shower and everything else. But my man looks like a shaggy dog. <laughs> like, well, you know, here's the thing. It's like, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was going to say something, but I'm going to hold back. I just don't know that I'm ready to go to a salon. Oh, I'm not getting my nails done. I will not personally go. I think the girl who does my hair may come to my house and do it right before I'm ready to give birth. But I like, I'm good. I, now I've now that I've gotten my SNS polish off, I'm good just painting them every five days or so. Isn't it interesting? I mean, I that was the one thing I always had to have my nails done. And it's interesting to me how I've adjusted to this. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. It might be because I'm not in sales anymore. So I'm not always, you know, my hands are not always on display. You can't really see them in photos. Uh, Maybe it's because we're all in the same boat right now that I feel okay about it. But I don't know that I'm going to, I always want my nails done, but you know, I hate the process because I can't be on my phone. I can't be working. (laughs) And I feel I just sit there and it's just... It's not relaxing for me. To me, that's a lot of stress just yeah. to sit and waste an hour, you I'm, know? I'm pretty meticulous about my nails too. But Barb, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about California State University and you have an update on what they're doing this fall. And then also UNCC locally here in Charlotte, they've announced that they're going back to school in the fall, but they're going to push classes back two weeks. 
Okay. First of all, let me just say, I don't understand what two weeks is going to do. I mean, do we understand why they're doing that? I think honestly, it's just to give families like time, a little bit more time to prepare because this time that they would be getting their kids ready for college is cutting into that, you know? Okay. So, right. So I think that's the reason that they've just decided to push it back two weeks. But um, what is California? So it's State not University a. It's not a. Hey, they're pushing their whole first semester. They're doing it online. I think they're doing labs that you know, hands-on kind of stuff. They'll they'll do that mm-hmm. at social distance. But they're doing everything online. And I am, to be quite honest, it's strange. A part of me is just, you know, shocked that I think I think it's two different things. I'm shocked that's where we are, but I'm not surprised that they're doing that. I'm not I'm either. actually surprised. I'm surprised UNCC is only pushing back two weeks, to be quite honest. You know, we'll have to see. Maybe they'll get closer and, and decide to push it back again or, or you know, go online like like this college is. But um, if the kids already did online classes, you know, do we really need to go back so soon? And I have a, a cousin that lives in Texas, and they're doing an actual graduation for their kids. Like, he gets to walk the stage. Now, they're only doing it five, ki- five families at a time, so you get, like, a block window. But you can bring, I think, five or ten people with you. I just I'm I'm floored that UNCC would make that decision this early. You know, we haven't even gotten we've been we've been phasing in. We were in phase one for one week. So we don't have any idea about what our numbers will be. And like you said, I'm sure they're going to go up some. But I think there's an acceptable range. Um, I just am a little surprised that they're doing that. I, I fully expected first semesters at least for a couple or maybe not, maybe, maybe the first half of the semester mm-hmm. for most colleges, I expected them to be online classes. They're like you say, they're already set up and I don't know. I mean, now, to tell a college, the, but how do you feel about grade schools or, or high schools? Yeah. I'm, I've become a bit psycho. Here's my thing. Okay. So I try to look at everything logically, logically to tell a college girl and a college guy who like each other to social distance at co- while they're at college with no, Supervision. you know, <laughs> right. I mean, you think it's hard enough for us. You know, the other day I was out walking and somebody dropped something and, you know, my auto, I'd literally turned around to go pick it up. And my daughter was with me and she kind of, she kind of held my arm like, what are you doing? You know, and I wasn't thinking, Right. And so you're going to tell a 19-year-old not to chum up with, chummy up, you know, cozy up with her boyfriend or that she hasn't seen all summer, by the way, mm-hmm. okay? Or, you know, a group of girls not to share, I don't know, lip gloss. It's just, to me, it's just not logical. Yeah. Much less, you know, a, a 13-year-old girl. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it's too... Um, it's too risky, you know? Yeah, I agree with you because I think kids have the mentality that we probably all had before this happened is it can't, it won't happen to me. It can't happen to me until it does. Okay. So I live with my children. Well, my children live with me. (laughs) That sounds way better, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, okay. They're 25 and 23. My daughter's doing, they're doing online classes. So I have a fight, not a fight, but you know, not a fist fight, but a, a, you know, a real heavy conversation about her seeing the guy she dates. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, it, he's social distancing and he's so, I mean, and they, and they, my children have seen me go through chemo. They understand where I am, you know, as far as medically. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that there's going to be an 18 year old girl that makes a great decision away from her parents. I just don't see that happening. I, I feel like they throw everything out the window because it will never happen to me. And it's it's a very dangerous thing. I'm surprised at UNC. I'm really surprised at UNCC. Well, we'll have to keep you up to date on that too, because like I said, they they made the announcement, but I mean things are changing constantly around here and everywhere. So we'll have to see if that actually stays in effect. But I think next week, Barb, you've got some exciting recipes to share and some yeah. restaurant things. It'll be really interesting. Yeah. Restaurants are really going the extra mile in a very different direction in their marketing because I think they understand where we are and where we're going probably better than anyone. They've probably been hit as hard as anyone. And so they're they're getting creative. So I'm excited to share that next week. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode, but we will talk to you next week. And you can always follow us on our socials at mommyhood, the number two menopause on Instagram. And then on our personal socials as well. Mine is all of the F words. And mine is at Southern Blonde Chic. You guys have a great week and y'all stay safe.